What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 59. This is the September 2021 episode. And this morning we are sitting down with TCC President Rob Roach, Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez, and Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg for the second time ever. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Good morning everybody. Yeah, hello, hello. It's been a good, what, year and a half? We had you on, on all of one episode, and then, uh, yep. then COVID started? Exactly. So it's been, yeah, about 18 months. So glad to be back, that's for sure. Uh, Happy to have you back. <laughs> in case anybody <laughs> forgot, or just because it was so long ago, you want to give maybe a little introduction on yourself and whatnot? So I came on to TCC about three years ago um, as kind of an inside sales role. Uh, started out in operations, um, kind of backfilling for uh, one of the girls who was out um, due to an injury. So I kind of got to learn the back end and then transferred over to the sales office with these guys to kind of, you know, work on inside sales, uh, market development, and um, kind of got looped into some marketing um, and, you know, uh, also helping to build our CRM and ERP platforms and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I've kind of gotten a little bit of everything here. So it's been it's been nice to see you know work with everything on all different spectrums and you know now starting to get into some of the sales stuff with you guys. It's 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 been a nice nice almost three years. Full on package plasticizer product manager, which has been <laughs> something that's grown and grown. Hey, it's a, it, it's fun. It's a fun gig. You learn a lot. So. Absolutely. One of the core core four over at the pump house. So I know we, <laughs> we all appreciate having you for sure. Um, but yeah, it's mid-September. It's been quite the September so far. Uh, it's obviously been quite the Q3 and I think it's going to continue to be the Q4. Um, starting to feel like fall mm. around Rhode Island for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, starting to maybe see some leaves change a little bit. I know both are coming out of the water. Uh, we're close to closing down the golf courses, even though our favorite golf course nearby just went back just brought back their chicken and cheese sandwich. That's, so that's a very that's important fantastic thing. news. <laughs> they should stay open just to, you know, keep that going at least once a week for us, you know? They usually go to about December. And then they reopen in March. Like, just stay open the yeah. last three months. I like, know, I on. know. Well, they want to they make the greens nice, know. you know? Mm, even just for lunch, you know? They want to so, allow us to come over there and uh, goose hunt to keep the geese off the greens. Yeah. So, you know, we need that little option in December and January, so... Yep. Which is a nice thing. We made our inaugural trip back to Mike's Kitchen up in Cranston this week. Some, that some, was It's wow. been a good, good eating couple of weeks here. Man, we've been eating good, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was actually the day I got a colonoscopy. <laughs> My first ever. I'm 47 now, and uh, they said at 45 that you're supposed to get it, so I delayed it two years, and uh, all clean, which is good, but... Um, no, we uh, we wanted to feast. Well, I wanted to feast, so I, I wrangled you guys in to go to the uh, the infamous Mike's Kitchen up in Cranston. Uh, it's fantastic. Yep. Located in an Elks was it an Elks Club or something like something that? VFW. Something yeah, like I think that. it's a VFW hall. Yeah, and the, and the, and the, and the thing about the place is that like, there's a bar that's separate from the food, so the you know they've got these really grouchy waiters and waitresses mainly waitresses and they come over and you got to pay them hurry up and pay them for the drinks <laughs> yep. and then you got to wait for the food but it's italian food and so good it's amazing everything's delicious i mean yeah. you can't go wrong and yeah and i still got flack because i lived across the street for two years and didn't go one time i mean no, a lot of people don't know about i mean yeah. like you know i i meet a lot of people and we get into my favorite discussion point which is you know what's your favorite restaurant where do you eat rhode island's got such a amazing diversity of food and culture cultures of food and all that sort of stuff and 
I mentioned Mike's Kitchen and people were like, in Cranston? I, I, I live in Cranston. What do you mean Mike's Kitchen? You know, <laughs> I was like, you got to go there. You yeah. know, it's just phenomenal. It's a hidden gem. It is. It is. And cash only. So if you do go. All the all the culinary spots in Rhode Island, beautiful Newport, Providence. No, let's go to a VFW in Cranston. Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. fantastic. They're, all, they're always packed, though. Oh, every time. Every packed. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, all time of the day, they're always packed. And it's like there's a seating. It's packed at noon, and you leave at you leave there at one thirty, and there's nobody there. Nobody coming in. It's it's like a one one seating time. I think you guys got the all three. You got the chicken parm, didn't you? Chicken. I got the chicken français. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mixing it up there, Benny, with the chicken. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. No, we, we've deemed Javi as the new chicken guy. Did you know oh, that? is he really? Uh, Javi's now the chicken guy. <laughs> well, he's Latino. You know, they love their pollo. You know, <laughs> I've had the best pollo in my life in in Latin America. It's they, they really know how to make yard bird down there. But the uh, I was a little envious of AJ's uh, soul with the uh, with the Robbie. Yeah, that. Oh, right. I mean, wrapped up. That's the one thing about AJ is he's always you know ordering something new. He's always trying something new, and it works out for him sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. But that yeah. <laughs> the soul with Robbie that looked whew, that looked really good. Yeah, this episode brought brought to you by Mike's Kitchen. <laughs> Sponsorship. Don't go there. It's already crowded. <laughs> we want to get a table. But anyways, back to chemicals. Um, yeah, a lot going on. Seemed like lots to talk about. We are certainly in peak hurricane season. I think we've had one legitimate hurricane come through, uh, one tropical storm, at least just specific to the Gulf, uh, that we're continuing to feel the effects of. Mm-hmm. Um, plants are still down. Power is still trying to come back. Still having trouble getting trucks in and out of the area. Um, so as projected, and I guess to nobody's surprise, obviously hurricane season in full force and, and making a big impact in the chemical industry. Southwest Louisiana got hit again. Uh, those people are very resilient there, but the plants, um, there was a lot of problems, especially with polymers and, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, that was Ida. And then uh, just this week we had, I'm not sure, I think the name was Harvey. Tro- Tropical Storm Nicholas. Okay, Nicholas uh, really um, poured a tremendous amount of rain on uh, Houston, uh, you know, all along the, basically the western, northwestern Gulf got just unbelievable. I mean, the, the amount of rain we got up here from Ida was unbelievable. Oh, was yeah. I mean, that was insane. We were, nobody, people were like, "Oh, rainstorm's going to come through." It's just remnants of Ida. I think uh, down in uh, New York, you saw the flooding of the subways. We got like 14 inches of rain in certain areas. I mean, it was just unbelievable, and, and a lot of damage and a lot of logistical movements for us out of New York, Port of New York, Port of New Jersey, were impacted. And uh, so, you know, it is. Unbelievable the amount of environmental impacts on our business there has been. And we, we, we need to recognize this. I mean, just think we're still suffering from URI, which was a freezing event throughout, I mean, a horrible freezing event throughout Texas last year. We're still suffering from that. So yep. everybody wants to say COVID, COVID, COVID. Well, no, it's not. It's crazy weather events, you know, mm-hmm. so. You can call it what you want. You can call it global warming. You can call, call all, whatever you all want. of our plants being in the same area that's affected by these. It is what it is, but long story short, it's it's making a big impact. The one thing about a chemical plant you can't do is unbolt it and move it. Once it's there, you know, yep. especially these uh, these monster plants that we all depend on for so many things, and uh, they're in some very critical areas in, in terms of, um weather impacts. So. Uh, they're pipeline to other chemical plants so for the raw material, so they're connected to other chemical plants. So it's, it's a cluster of chemical plants in different areas of the world. So they yeah. are strategically located 
so it's so they throw on top of that a economic war with China between uh, us yeah. and China, yeah. where we've depended upon them for the last two decades to supply us with so many different things, and now we're back to depending on these legacy plants that are integrated in these areas, as Avi's mentioning it. So you, 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 you can't burn bridges nowadays yep. because when the terms of supply and suppliers, there are fewer and fewer. Yep. And I think if nothing else, it's made everyone understand and appreciate their supply chains. Like you said, all these plants are all connected. I'm sure a lot of purchasing people never knew the two, three, four, five products that went into what they're buying. But now they understand it because they need to know what's short, what's tight, what's causing these issues. It's, I think a lot of people are more well-educated, maybe unfortunately, than they were you know, two years ago. Maybe from watching this podcast. I would hope so. <laughs> I, would, I would certainly hope so. Certainly hope so. Um, China, like you just said, Rob, is also a big issue. Javi, I know you've been looking a lot at imports and material yeah. coming back and forth. I, I know we're hearing some not-so-great reports starting to trickle out of China. We've mentioned it for the last two, three months in the podcast, but China is looking like it's going to continue to be a, a problem based on supply. Yeah, they're doing an environmental reform, uh, so there are a lot, a lot of plant closures in, in a bunch of these clusters. They're trying to clean up the environment. So this is becoming an issue in, 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 in a bunch of uh, products and, and, and chemistries. What was the number we heard? Something like up to 10,000 plants? 10,000 plants will be shut down from now until the end of the year. It's unbelievable. Wow. That's unbelievable. I mean, the impact of that alone, I don't think it's really settled yet with folks. I, I, maybe they're hearing it for the first time right now, but yep. please pay attention. Yeah. This is huge. They've got the... Olympics. Remember the last time there was Olympics in China? Remember the impacts on supply? Yep. That was before all this other stuff is, is impacted. So already the government, as a communist government can do, they, they just said, everybody shut down. We want to analyze what kind of environmental impacts you're having because we've got such a big event coming up in the Olympics in, in February. February's a long way away. Yep. You couple that with... You know, plant shutting down, ports maybe getting a little bit tighter with security as stuff comes in for the Olympics. It's going to be a problem. Already restrained supply. Already 5X, 6X now on shipping across from China, which you aren't going to be able to get any of that stuff that we're so dependent upon. Yep. You know, um, holiday in the beginning of October, New Year, uh, always have an impact. Um, you know, COVID, uh, resurging here and there. You know, you're hearing about it, um, you know, in places... Uh, Outside of the United States, even within the United States, I mean, there's just so many things that um, people need to pay attention. I mean, I just I have to laugh when people are like, well, things are, you know, your price is too high. Things are going to change. You're going to be, you know, it's going to crash. When's it going to crash? I mean, when is it going to crash? Because more and more impacts, and you're starting to read about these things in the Wall Street Journal, all these costs, these drivers that are going to think everything that we use every day are starting to really impact and it's not going to get better, and at least not until probably summer of next year, um, minimum. So yeah, people aren't wrong. The pricing probably will come down at some point. At it's some point, yeah, not yeah. going to be anytime soon. It's not even about price, you know. I, and one of my good, well, CEO of one of my good customers, I, he, you know, I deal with his purchasing folks. He called me. He goes, "What was what's going on here, Rob?" And I, you know, and I said, "You know, you can't operate." at a loss, you, you know, all these costs, and he wasn't talking about our products specifically because that, that raw material is actually sort of plateaued and it's there, but he's talking about all his other costs now, specifically say PVC, which is impacted by the, the hurricane. Never seen it this high in price. And 
you know, he wants to do the right thing for his customers, but, you know, every time he goes through and he raises a price and he feels guilty about it, the purchase orders still come in because they, they're getting it, yep. you know, they're getting it down the line. Yep. And as much as it's easy to say, it's, it's, it's a fact. You have to recoup, you know, and um, it, it is going to have an impact on the consumer, us consumers, and it already has. You yeah. know, you're seeing it on the shelves, you're seeing the costs come up. So inflation isn't over. And I think the overwhelming advice based on all that, based on supply shortages, based on China being an issue, based on logistics still being an issue, is to really start planning for Q1 2022. I think we've already started to get some customers understanding that, getting some large you know, POs to bring material and stock for the beginning of next year. But now really is the time to, to start securing inventory. Yeah, for sure. We're seeing that in Latin America. We're, we're starting to see in planning, planning ahead for the because of the longer lead times. But then December comes in, and December is a funny month because people want to keep their inventory slow, so their books look good. Yep. For for they want to they want to they want to make sure the financial picture on December thirty first is the best as it as it best as it can be. Yep, yep. <laughs> so so it's like hey, Javi, make sure you you you, you ship. But make sure can it get here first week of January? I'm like I I, I cannot track that. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult for me. But uh, but we're managing. We're managing. We're we're we're, make, we're trying to make it work. We we work with our customers, and and, and December is a tricky month because of inventories uh, for our customers because of their year ends. So most most yep. most most companies uh, work with calendar year. Um, but uh, yeah, we're working. We're working. We're working through it. Yeah, you got you got to really contemplate that this is mid-September we're sitting here right now and people are talking about supply in early January yeah. 2022 yep. yeah so that's you know three months away where the pipeline is usually six eight weeks you're talking three months now and that just shows that the uh, impact to supply chains is that severe and the most disappointing thing is there's nothing really being done about it yep that's disappointing you know from our government from the European government from all governments they're not really they're they're not they're not seeing how heavy an impact this is going to have and doing something about it. Yeah. And uh, this should be an opportunity to get into shipping and freight and logistics and all this sort yeah. of stuff for the next generation. But we're just paying the shipping companies whatever they want. Yeah. And that that's straight out of the bottom line and trickles down out yeah. of the bottom line of everybody below us and above us. Yes. You know. So it's like. This is severe impact. Hello, yeah. you know, let's wake up. Let's yeah, do something about it. And I know we've talked logistics a little bit. We're happy to have uh, Joe Hassenfratz from the logistics company coming on the podcast here in a couple minutes. Um, but obviously logistics, obviously kind of to summarize everything, remains a, a struggle. I know, Nicole, you're doing a lot with the package plasticizers, even just getting totes, drums, getting material to packaging sites has been a uh, fun project. I, it's been it's been challenging. At first, we were like, oh, this is great. You know, you need empty totes, empty drums, boom, you, for, for repacks. And mm -hmm. now it's like we're seeing lead times of at least two to four weeks, depending on, you know, the volume, how much you're looking for, what you know, whether it's 275 gallons versus 330 gallon totes, there are, you know, several different uh, types of drums that, you know, certain products might need to repack into and based on customer specifications. So it, there's a lot of logistics and trying to get, you know, and coordinate based on when, you know, the product is going to arrive to the repack site too. Yep. You know, it's all, it's kind of all got to go in line. A lot, um, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. But, you know, the, the TLC guys, I mean, it's, it's nice to have them as, you know, uh, 
you know, in our wheelhouse because, yeah, great you know, resource. Oh, for sure. The, that partnership is, is amazing. I can't imagine trying to, you know, cold call on these, you know, tote <laughs> and drum companies and, you know, yeah. and try to coordinate all that. That's, I give them a lot of credit for, uh, putting up with us and, and helping us, you know, make it all work. And something we heard for the first time too, that we're starting to have maybe some limitations on some of these warehouses, how much material we can have there, whether that's it, warehouses, people stocking up, maybe that's uh, windshield wash fluid and things like that coming in winter time. But we're for the first time, I think get some pushback maybe on availability. Yeah. So I spoke with one of the warehouses specifically and the manager was like, yeah, we're seeing all this package material all of a sudden. This was probably like two, three months ago. He's like, yeah, typically we w wouldn't see people bringing in this much material just for stock he's like but I, like he doesn't think anything of it because he's like oh that it's going in their space boom we're good and I said to him well is it a trend that you're seeing he's like oh yeah everyone's doing it now all of a sudden it just picked up and I'm like because yep. if they can't get bulk they're gonna get package material mm -hmm. they're and it's all gonna come at the same time because everyone kind of had the same idea well, let's just ship it in otherwise you're not gonna be able to get it so um yeah we've run into some you know just bumps in the road but nothing that's prevented us from you know doing what we need to do to uh you know get inventory keep stock you know fill outstanding orders and whatnot and just get you know all of our repacks the yeah. the, the, the value of the packaged products has risen tremendously in, in, in our industry because when you pay more for a tank truck or an iso and you can't get any capacity, you can't get a driver to drive those trucks, you can still do LTL in totes and drums. You yep. can still do full drive-in isn't as bad as liquid bulk, isn't as bad as ISO. Um, mm -hmm. Rail still doing okay, but the rail lines, I mean, everybody's procuring rail cars now because they can't move trucks long distances. No driver wants to go from Brownsville to Philadelphia. There you won't find a truck to do that because that's going to take a dedicated driver and it's going to take them out for a week. So you won't find that. So the packaged goods have been the have given the ability for people to readably produce. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen an explosion in that. Uh, something to emphasize that um, that Nicole and Ben brought up is that warehouse space is becoming more and more limited. Okay, so people are uh, relying on the packaged goods. They're filling up warehouses critically low at this point. So that's another thing to pay attention to. And finally, something that was pointed out pointed out to me by the logistics company, which is very interesting, is that drummed material does not require a uh, a special um, what are they called? What did tanker I call it? Tanker endorsement. Tanker endorsement. Thank you, Nicole. So a tanker endorsement, whether you have four totes or, or 20 totes on a truck, you need a tanker endorsement on that. Some drivers can get tankers endorsement, some aren't, but it gives you more leverage. The point is that drums give you more leverage because they consider 55 gallons under the threshold of a major spill. So if yeah. somebody unfortunately pops a 55 gallon drum, you're only gonna spill 55 gallon. You right. hit a tote, it's 270 or 330 gallons. That's a major spill. Exactly. So that tanker endorsement is something to keep in mind when you're buying. If you can use drums, maybe you should. Yep. Because it gives you more flexibility in how you get deliveries and how you can move the product. Again, drive, drive freight, drive in isn't as bad as liquid bulk. Right. So that's why packaging is is exploded. So and I mean, to your point, that's we've seen uh, so much of that. Where uh, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of issues scheduling trucks for the LTL, even the full truckload of totes, drums, 
as opposed to what you guys see with the the liquid bulk and isos i mean it's just it's, it's crazy a nightmare. it's yeah. a nightmare so in all that fun I know, uh, Javier, you're still taking a close look at Mexico and Latin America. Obviously, yes. the log- similar logistics challenges down there with oh, trucks yeah. and freight. But what's the general feeling with both your customers and suppliers in Latin America? Uh, better planning, yeah. longer lead times, and new opportunities. You know, new opportunities that are open up for on the supply side and also on the procurement side. We're looking to new geographies for new products. And because China is not the answer anymore, and you know we have look at India, we have look at Turkey, we have look at Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, you name it, Brazil, Argentina for different things on the supply side and procurement side. So it's it's been it's been it's been really fun. I mean, my my, my job is really fun. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's very fun. I, you're, I, you're very mono, I, you're I, very I monotone like today. Add a little more spunk <laughs> to that, Hob. Come on. Yeah. That couldn't have been any more or less yeah. convincing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 it has it, it, it has it has been a, it has been a good run yeah. in the last while. It, it's been very 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 dynamic. Uh, so uh, it's pretty, pretty pretty cool. Would you say demand is back to? 100% is it getting close to there is it well COVID is, COVID is getting better yep. I mean I, I hate to bring it up again but it's yep. getting better vaccination is getting up to speed not as the as, as fast as, as, as in the US but it's getting better I mean I have friends that are getting vaccinated now I mean yep. that are my age so it's getting better uh, so so with that said people are getting back to the offices uh, plants are running with skeleton crews plants, plants were running the whole time there were a period that were shut down, or they were when they were uh, required to be vital. So some industries were shut down, but but most of them were were, were running. Yeah. But uh, people are getting back to the offices as we speak, so that's 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 good. That's good for the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I've been I've been lucky enough to be traveling with Javi in different places. His mom catches up with us, and like for example, when we were in Buenos Aires, and Buenos Aires is known for great leather goods, so. His mother would go out on a shopping spree, and I'm talking, I'm talking serious shopping sprees. Well, in the last year or so, Javi goes out on shopping sprees. For probably, he's buying, he's buying 10, 20, 30 containers of this. To, I'm starting to see where it comes from now. Yeah. <laughs> the apple does not fall like far mother, from the tree. Like mother, like son. Yeah. So he loves his shopping spree because I am convinced he loves this because he loves to buy from all over the world, and he's got great relationships. So I can. I can see the enthusiasm through the mask. Oh, yeah. well, he gets this little like glimmer in his eye, and you're, yep. you're like, "Oh, I know that look." <laughs> yeah, his, his mom buys two hundred dollars purses. He buys sixty thousand dollars containers. That's right. <laughs> same, same thing. Same Ten thing. at a time, just like his mother. <laughs> same thing. Well, at this point, we're, we're excited to have uh, Joe Hassenfatz from the logistics company back on. I think we had him on two months ago, uh, you know, trying to get on the cadence of having him on every couple of months as freight and logistics either changes or maybe hasn't changed so much. Uh, so at this point, we'll throw it over to Joe for an update on logistics. Hey, Joe. Hey. What's happening? Not much. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. We were uh, out at our first trade show last week. I know we were both there. It was a... Good show. Nice, Great to, show. nice to be there. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, TCC booth was looking sharp. Thank you. Shout out Kettle Bottom. Thank you. Yes, appreciate it. Um, yeah, Joe Hassenfratch, uh, sales manager from the logistics company. I know we had you on, uh, I guess it was two months ago now. I'm um, yep. hoping to get you on a regular, maybe every other month, something like that. Uh, you know, feature on the podcast. Nice having uh, 
dedicated logistics person here to really I know obviously we we talked about it on our side and you know all the struggles with with freight and logistics but obviously you're in the weeds day to day so good to have your uh, background and opinions on stuff um, but maybe in case anyone didn't catch the first episode if you want to give a little background and bio both on uh, yourself and TLC yeah absolutely uh, well thank you again for having us um, here at uh, TLC um, as the dedicated sales and marketing individual um, we try and bring on new uh, carriers and customers as well. Um, got our start with liquid, um, liquid bulk, uh, tank trucks, uh, ISOs, uh, and then have since expanded to a lot more uh, realms, uh, dry packaging, uh, dry vans, and uh, intermodal rail, uh, as well as LTL and sure. pretty much everything. So sure. um, as the uh, uh, partner to not only TCC, but many other chemical distributors, we uh, we have to be very diverse in what we do on a day-to-day basis. So uh, there's not too many 3PLs out there um, that can do the diverse um, needs uh, that, that are currently out there. So sure. um, that's kind of what uh, differentiates uh, TLC from a lot of other 3PLs that basically pick a lane and kind of try and stay in that lane. Yeah. Um, we make it very difficult on ourselves by trying to do everything. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but at the same time, it's a huge service ad for you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, our ops team um, back at TLC does a wonderful job of of making sure that uh, they're they're trying to keep up with all of the carriers that can service every single one of those uh, those needs. So yeah, yeah it's been uh, at that show was very uh, great to be there and, and build potential new customer base, but. Sure. Um, Given the current freight market, uh, had to have my boxing gloves out every yeah. now and again. It was uh, yep, yep. some tough questions as to what's going on in the uh, the freight industry, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and I know with, within the freight world, there's kind of four core services, if you will, that TLC offers. Uh, I know you guys do a lot with the importing and exporting, dealing with ports, uh, truck freight, both liquid bulk and dry van freight, uh, LTL freight, as well as the intermodal rail options. Um, I know all four have their unique challenges and difficulties these days. Um, I don't know if anyone maybe stands out to cover first on, on what you're seeing and what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So um, import-export, uh, I think it's no uh, mystery right now that uh, the ports have been getting crushed. Um, I think, I've, speaking on it the last uh, podcast, uh, it has not improved. Yep. Um, saw a report out this past week that uh, Port of LA has a record number 61 uh, container ships, um, just Crazy. circling around, uh, waiting to, uh, waiting to be allowed into port. Um, that doesn't even include any of the barges or anything else, uh, that are also kind of congesting that, that port. So, yeah. um, certainly very challenging anything coming out of East Asia. Um, China of course has a, a, a long wait list to get anything onto a ship. Um, we do have some pretty good context that kind of help us to prioritize uh, some more sure. than other, but um, yeah, that, that has been a, a significant challenge in the logistics world. Um, Port New York, New Jersey, uh, we're, we're seeing a lot more success with anything coming in that's dry. Um, there's so many um, ISO containers right now that uh, are just stacking up, and we're actually seeing yep. an issue, not even just in Port New York, New Jersey, but uh, many ports that uh, empty ISO containers are actually being turned away because there's such a backlog of um, containers that already are waiting to get back to yeah. um, their final destination. So yeah. the trickle down of waiting to be picked up to finally make it back to the actual um, end user is uh, compounding day by day. So um, and interesting uh, developments uh, at the ports for sure. 
um, as far as actual uh, liquid um, uh, trucking in general, uh, anything outbound northeast to down south, um, there's such a huge demand as it is for just local, what they consider local runs, um, that we're, we're seeing some challenges in finding those, those longer runs. Uh, because is, is there a line where it's like local versus long, 400 miles, 600 miles? Uh, yeah, I would say anything that uh, they could do, a, a driver could do in a day and back, um, that's what they're considering local. Okay. Um, so anything uh, above that um, or outside those parameters uh, is just being pushed to the back of the, of the list at this yeah. point, just because there's so much more demand for what they consider, again, local, that yep. there's no need to send a driver out for a two, three-day run when they can complete you know, three runs in that time. One time, yeah. Exactly. Makes sense. Um, but dry, um, we're seeing um, a lot more success. That seems to be opening up a little bit more, yeah. um, not even just regionally, but in, in general. Um, California seems to be one of the, the main spottier markets, uh, inbound and outbound. Yeah. Um, so anything moving dry out of there, it, it just depends the day of the week. And you're going to see rates that are kind of all over the place. So yeah. um, outside of that, it seems to be coming down um, day by day. But uh, yeah. yeah, California, again, just the trickle down effect of all those ports is just right. insane. And when you talk like dry containers, so maybe if you're looking to move some liquid product, there could be some benefit in moving a load of totes and drums versus trying to look at a bulk tanker. Even though the totes and drums then be a little more expensive, you, you pay a marginal fee for the package material to actually get stuff which could take weeks and weeks absolutely i think in the last since the last time we talked that's um a burgeoning business that um we're we're looking and, and growing every single every single week yep. uh, we have so many repackaging requests and warehousing requests that uh we're, we're able to fulfill because of um just the the increased demand for just having product on hand heaven forbid there's a shutdown or yep. um you know, and any, you know, one producer can't fulfill this, um, you know, just getting anything at all. The, the repackaging market is blossoming right now, for yeah. sure. And I know on the TCC side, we're getting a lot of inquiries for the four totes, six totes, 10 totes, whether it's to cover a load, suck at the port, or you can't get a liquid truck, something like that. People are looking for totes to cover material. Um, so I'm sure the LTL material, uh, LTL market's been been all over the place too. What do you guys see on an LTL? Yeah, again, to your to your point, um, just getting anything to help uh, someone get by has been um, a lot more of a, uh, a, a recent uh, occurrence. So LTL in, in general, um, is a challenging market um, just given how much is moving at any given time yeah. um, and hazardous materials we're, we're finding um, there's only a select few carriers who are even willing to touch it at this point and that seems to be dwindling uh, just given the current demand across the board yeah. uh, similar to the the liquid that they can they can kind of backfill in all of those requests with yeah. other non uh, hazardous requests so and obviously that hurts customers or people that are buying two two pallets a month, four pallets a month. That's their total demand. That's what they're using, whether it's liquid or dry. All these people that are historically bulk users now taking up this LTL capacity, it's obviously trickles down, like you said, to now hurting some of these, you know, quote unquote smaller for TCC's business, but quote unquote smaller, uh, you know, users. So it's Absolutely. challenging for everybody. Yeah. And, and we're seeing the, the lead times are, you know, more necessary than than ever and uh there's a certain point that um end users are either going to have to uh bend to whatever the new 
uh, norm is as far as the significant increases in, in uh, pricing that we've been seeing or um, try and, and plan out a lot, lot further ahead as far as getting larger quantities yeah. uh, to fulfill that demand. And I think we talked about it a little bit, but the rail side and the intermodal side, are you seeing more demand or opportunities with maybe intermodal for some long haul moves? Has intermodal and rail been extremely difficult? Or what are you guys seeing on, I know you manage a fleet of rail cars normally, and then obviously a bunch of spot orders for moving things cross country or whatnot, but what's the feeling with rail these days? Yeah, on the spot side of rail, um, we're seeing what used to be a very competitive marketplace uh, no longer is the case. Yeah. Again, there's such a, a high demand to get these containers uh, to where they're typically going on these longer hauls that rail kind of fulfills the yep. need for. Yep. Um, we're, we're seeing, you know, drive-in or chassis uh, moves way more competitive than ever. Yep. Um, so rail, rail used to be a, an excellent alternative if timing wasn't an issue. Um, not so not so much the case anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but we do have a, a good dedicated team uh, that moves those, uh, those cars for us. So that business that was always there is, is being completely unaffected. So what about the regular business? Like I know you manage whatever it is, 20, 30 real cars for regular business customers that buy real car quantities and need large quantities. Is it kind of business as usual? Has rail been any more or less difficult for the regular business? No, given those relationships that we already had for those, um, those rail cars, there's been no real issue. It's just a matter of planning those out and, and sure. properly communicating, um, not only with us, but also the, uh, the, the rail themselves as far as what we need and, and yeah. when we need it. So, yeah. um, Thankfully, we do have those in our back pocket uh, to lean on and can obviously pass those savings along to the customers who have been giving us that, that dedicated business. Sure. Um, but outside of that, again, the spot business has been extremely challenging. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of your update mirrors what we've been talking about on the broader episode with logistics issues, freight issues, planning ahead for Q1, allowing plenty of flexibility. Uh, so appreciate your update as always. Absolutely. Good to see you again. What's, uh, what's coming up for the next two months? I'm sure you'll be at some trade shows, doing some travel, or where, where can people connect with TLC? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll be at the uh, Northeast Rail Association uh, show next week. Um, we'll be attending the uh, AFPM show in October. Um, we have a linked, uh, I'm sorry, uh, inbound logistics podcast that will be coming out within the next two weeks. Very nice. Uh, once that gets finally edited up and yep. uh, that'll be on the website and uh, our LinkedIn page as well. So that, uh, nice. again, it'll kind of expand upon what we just talked about today, our capabilities, um, yep. all that all that good stuff, all things TLC. And obviously always available online, social media. We are, we are always available. We have a great marketing team that uh, supports us and, and puts out the updates on a weekly basis. So yep. um, tune in for hopefully better news yeah <laughs> fingers crossed fingers yeah, crossed absolutely um yeah we'll link up the tlc social media pages and website wherever you're streaming this down below make sure to put your uh, maybe email address and uh, website down there so i'm sure anyone can reach out directly absolutely. to you for any inquiries or even just ask some questions about what's going on um be happy to. but yeah great to have you back on the episode and we'll uh, hope to have you on here in the next two three months hoping for uh, a much more positive outlook i hope so yes. i hope so thank you joe appreciate absolutely. it thank you all right, moving on to uh, September pricing trends. Uh, obviously, it seems like things are still moving up or at least staying flat um, based on supply and demand fundamentals, something we've been talking about for a long time. While we obviously follow raw material pricing, benzene, ethylene, propylene, mm -hmm. uh, crude, that's a, a factor. But obviously, the supply and demand fundamentals continuing to play a big role and I think is still con uh, you know contributing to the fact that uh, pricing continues to either be flat or move up based on 
some tight tight material inventories. Yeah, well, we're less focused on uh, the raw materials nowadays versus just getting the product supply and demand fundamentals, uh, driving everything. But you know, uh, typically uh, as a run up to uh, the winter season, you see things like propane, oil, natural gas uh, increase, and we've, and we've already seen that. Um, also, the hurricanes in the Gulf um, took out a lot of supply, oil supply. The rigs were shut down, some broken, some destroyed. Um, you know, demand is increasing worldwide now for uh, things like uh, jet fuel, uh, motor fuel. People are getting, you know, as Javi mentioned, there were complete lockdowns in Latin America where you weren't even allowed to come out of your house. Now that's ending. So you're starting to see a return to normalcy when it comes to um, consumer demand for things like uh, gasoline and diesel and, and petrol. So, yeah, so we are watching that. Um, we're also watching... Uh, things like ethylene, you know, propylene, benzene, which are directly impacted by these costs. So propane, for example, uh, is expected to go up as we go into the winter season. That'll affect propylene, et cetera. So uh, supply and demand fundamentals coupled with expected rise in raw material pricing equals higher prices um, and, um, you know, if you can get it. And Javi, I know we've seen continued price increases based on freight, whether it's coming from China or Europe, the ocean freight continues yeah, to be a problem. The ocean freight and the vessel space has been a headache. Yeah, like we have stuff on the on the boat and taken off, delayed, rollovers, you name it, we'll, we'll be, we, we have it all. Yeah. So it's been, it's been, it's been tough, but um, yeah, we're happy, we, people are happy to get stuff, we're happy to, to receive stuff where we get it <laughs> yeah that's for sure <laughs> and in addition to the product price and getting more expensive obviously i know nicole's seen packaging get more expensive so yeah, uh, yeah i mean uh, just from six seven months ago maybe that uh, even the the cost of a tote versus drum has has increased so i mean everything's going up and uh so actually the logistics company has uh kind of given us a heads up that the reason we're seeing kind of these shortages on totes, drums, um, is due to the raw materials um, that go into making these. So, it, like you said, it trickles down kind of, you know, to all these different levels, and we're seeing it on all fronts. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, we're just trying to work, work and, you know, do everything we can to make it going, you know? Absolutely. Uh, moving on, featured products, some seasonal products. Um, I can touch on the seasonal products real quick. We're coming into winter season, so we're looking at uh, methanol for windshield wash fluid, something TCC. Maybe one of the, I guess, relatively few products that we, I'd say we have pretty strong availability on is the methanol. We're in a pretty Prices good have moved that. up, though, as well. Absolutely. You know, and, and they follow the energy uh, values. So, you, you know, we expect it to, to strengthen, yep. you know, here um, somewhat, you know, um, that's tempered by other factors. But... Yeah, we've seen methanol strengthen, which it, in my career, typically does uh, coming into the, the high demand season. Yep. Um, and another seasonal product, dyson diamide, mm -hmm. hot topic these days. Uh, between the fertilizer season kind of coming up through the winter and getting ready for next spring, um, also with the China issues, we're seeing a lot of demand really right about now. Um, people are, I think, getting the message and starting to stock up on dicey. So if you're a uh, even a small dicey buyer, highly recommend understanding your supply chain and getting material buy, going. Buy, 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 buy now. That, yeah, buy now. Yeah, uh, that you Javi's the expert, yeah, right? Yeah, my, 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 my jaw hit the floor when I looked at the import stats this morning and saw how many are in, in cargo and and how many are pending. It's um, And growing. It's, and and growing. growing, yeah. I mean, and AJ's not here because he's out on the road selling and um, it's, you know, definitely good advice to, uh, right now to buy now because, uh, you know, 
we just reported the beginning of this podcast of what happened in China. We're, we're suspect on even stuff that is um, pending. I just say sus. Sus, yeah. Well, I get that from my kids, man. I get that from my teenage kids, man. Yeah, that's sus. sus. I was like, what is that? <laughs> us adults don't really know about that stuff. You'll, you'll get sus there one is suspect, time. by the way. And, and then there's no cap. You know sus. what no cap means? No. no. You guys don't know what no cap means? No. no. That's like, I'm not lying. No cap. Huh. You know, so oh. it's, I'm not lying. Like, no BS. That's no cap. So, oh. so when, when Javi tells you to place yeah. POs, it's no cap. Like, don't, he's, not, he's not lying. Like, you place, place orders. Someday, someday when, when your child grows up to a teenager, you'll teach me yeah. the, these. I'm these. out of the loop. I'm, a, I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to know the Spanish slang. We're not going to know the English slang. Oh. Yeah. 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 Spanish slang at that point. All right. Um, uh. So between our dicey purchases and Javi's shopping sprees, we're keeping Rob up at night. But that's okay. Yeah. We're, 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 yeah. Keep, yeah. we're yeah. keeping yeah. you supplied. I'm um, earning these bags under my eyes, I'm telling you. <laughs> Um, but the other big uh, featured product worth talking about, I think we've mentioned it on and off in the past, uh, is our definitely growing uh, and expanding package business, especially package plasticizers. Um, happy to have our in-house package plasticizer manager here with us this morning <laughs> to talk about it more. Um, but a, a great business and something we're, we're continuing to grow and expand on. Yeah. So from general purpose to specialty esters, we cover from soup to nuts um, the spectrum. So, you know, uh, obviously we got into this um, uh what maybe uh, actually probably close to a year ago is when we first started you know really yeah i mean the idea was brought up maybe two but you know really got um heavy into it yeah a year and a year and a half ago a year ago yeah and i mean it's been a lot to learn um but at the same time it's 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 such a growing business you know people are looking for other options when they can't get their bulk shipments or their ISO, they can't find a truck to, you know, pick it up and deliver it to them. So, you know, they're finding alternatives and, you know, if they're stocking up on material and they can't take in, uh, they can't unload into their tank or whatever it is, they're like, you know what? We can take some totes. We can take some drums. We'll put them on the floor. Well, you know. Um, you that's flexibility. Yeah, definitely. That's flexibility and emergency stock people may have in them just in case, you know. To have. Yeah, kind of, kind of twofold. Whether you buy totes regularly if you're a smaller consumer, or like you said, trying to cover a gap between a bulk shipment or a delay, it's it's been great to expand that business. And again, buy, 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 buy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's Absolutely. true. It, it, the other, the other nice thing about the package is it gives us the opportunity to sell smaller users. Yes. You know, yeah. and that's something that we sort of breezed over because the big users are now in charge of buying so much package, but. You know, I, I don't think I ever got more excited of, of an order of one tote of something that we sold to one of my favorite lure companies uh, the other day. <laughs> so for fishing, for, I'm not going to mention the customer, but we just uh, sampled a tote order to trial to one of my favorite uh, bass, you know, uh, soft plastic uh uh, suppliers to, to my fishing addiction. And uh, so, so that get, was... Are you getting some samples? I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's not my customer, but I'm going to I'm gonna be, you know, going with that person to uh, visit for sure. So <laughs> see if I can get some samples. That's what I quoted them. The price didn't have any any numbers in it. It was just a you know bunch of free samples. That's, we, we did a little, a little oh, is that your account? I thought it was AJ's. No, it's me. Oh, it's you. We, we, we did a little, so exciting. We did a little trade. Benny's had a big week. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. But, Benny's I mean, good. to your point, to Rob, like the LTL... Uh, business on the package side is definitely i mean it it's bumping people are you know it, it's booming so it um is. yeah but i mean it's it, it's great business and you you're know? doing a great job of it i mean you know you're doing a great job getting 
I mean, working with TLC, getting it packaged, and you know, so it's a it's a big success for us. And well, it's, and I mean, it takes all of you guys too. You it's know, it's diversification. Everyone. Well, we're helping you sell it a little bit, but uh, <laughs> it's diversification of the company of 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 the, what we offering our offerings, and it's it's a very important part of our business. Well, and I think too, it's it's allowed us to strike up conversations that we might not have been able to at that level before and you know accounts you already have and they say wait a minute you you now offer this in toads drums whatever and it, it's like oh yeah they're like oh this is awesome yeah. you know uh, the relationships there and you know it's just one more thing that you can add to your line card we're talking about the esters but we've you know we've always done ltl dry goods you know we've always oh, done yeah. ltl this has just been a focused effort Toward on a particular product line just the, not to say that we haven't done LTL, but we, we're not considered in that realm of, say, a Univar, a Brentag, et cetera, of a full-service, you know, chemical distribution guy. But we're moving in that direction, step-by-step, uh, day-by-day. We're doing that, and uh, it's exciting. Definitely. Absolutely. So just for this episode, instead of sending Javi a WhatsApp, we'll send Nicole a WhatsApp after this if you need any packaged products. <laughs> yes. By all means, hey. <laughs> I'm we're, here for it. We're, we're in Champions League season, so Javi's not really available. So, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> well, what'd you say, Hav? Tuesdays and Wednesdays? Tuesdays and Wednesdays afternoon every other week. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on the clock. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, my soccer. My soccer is, takes priority. <laughs> it's a good talking point. I mean, I gotta say. I mean, I gotta say with the customers in Latin America, they they, they, they all they all talk talk soccer. You know? That's, that's your very jam. important. Also yeah. with the Europeans too. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about. A lot of big changes. Like a lot of big changes. Moves. Messi moved to Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo moved to uh, Manchester United. So it's a lot, a lot, a lot of moving parts. <laughs> Crazy in the soccer world. We'll have a standalone episode just on soccer. Right. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. <laughs> um, and wrapping things up, events, trade shows, conferences. TCC was at the Chemicals America show last week, which was our first post-COVID uh, exhibiting booth. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Thank you for everyone that stopped by the booth to specifically give a shout out about the podcast. It was pretty cool having people come by just to kind of give us kudos and especially me and AJ being there. They recognized it was funny. You could tell who listened to it versus watched it because people would come over and say, oh, you guys do a great job. And then once either me or AJ spoke, they're like, oh, wait, you're actually on the podcast. Like, they don't <laughs> recognize us. They just know our voice. So it was kind of cool. That is cool. But the show was well attended. A lot of customers, a lot of suppliers. I think one of our favorite shows we do in a year. Uh, the traffic at the booth was good, so we're excited about that show. Excited good to take part. Booth. Good looking yeah, booth. Yeah, you guys did a great job there. I did. It's these guys. I, I take <laughs> zero <you>. credit. That, <laughs> Thank that you, Kevin Bono Creator. Yeah, those graphics. Yeah. Good yeah. looking booth. Good yeah. looking booth. Like I like the lights. I like like it looks professional. Very, very yeah. sharp. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. sharp. Very sharp. I like that. And I'm glad you like how the booth looks because you're responsible for putting it together in two weeks. Yeah. For the last yeah. <laughs> 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 so I'll right. probably put it together. Javier, you know, he'll. Go ahead, we yeah. <laughs> moral support. Moral support. Yeah, exactly. Moral support. Unless soccer's on it, and then you know I'm oh, really yeah, on my that's own. Good point. <laughs> good point. Uh, but yeah, TCC will be at the Elastomer Conference uh, in Pittsburgh uh, coming up here. I guess the first week of October. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I know Nicole, you're putting a bunch of plans together for the AFPM coming up pretty soon. Yes, very excited about that. I can't believe we're finally going to be attending AFPM after you know 2020, and you know now that we're finally in. October going to be in October for this so yeah looking forward to that and seeing everyone there between the golf the cocktail reception we've got some fun stuff planned so um yeah we're looking yeah. forward to to connecting with everyone absolutely Ho hopefully people show up I hopefully mean, yeah <laughs> well I think people are kind of itching at this point too to yeah. to get out and you know 
kind of reconnect because well the RSVPs for the cocktail party are pretty robust you know which yeah. is nice and you know it's nice to see people wanting to come out uh, there are some big companies that are restricting travel still so um, but hey man we're gonna be there yeah exactly and the food that that caterer company does for our cocktail party is so good oh if, my I mean, if, god if there's less people there it's okay it's more than <laughs> you know, it's oh fine, yeah that I have to say that's one of the fun parts of that yeah. planning is you know getting to look at the menu and go ooh okay yeah. you know and now that so, we already have our reservations in place thank you Nicole we gotta mention the shrimp paisano because it's like the, <laughs> one of the whole reasons you haven't tried it yet Nicole but one know. of the whole reasons to go to San Antonio it'll change your life so I've heard this so uh, the past uh, year and a half. I have heard this more times than I can count. So like I feel like I I can almost taste it. So nothing better get in the way of that actually happening because, oh man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I was in San Antonio for four nights last I guess two years ago, and I had shrimp on with three of them. Really, three <laughs> nights? Wow, yeah, that's like a record. Wow. I think I, I think one time I was there. Well, I'm usually there um, Friday through Wednesday. So what's that? Uh, five six nights. Yep. And I think I did three or four or something like that. But only, you know, you were there less time and had <laughs> equally as well. <laughs> that's impressive. That's, you did, you did the shrimp paisano dinner with the pasta and the appetizer with just the shrimps. Oh, my God. Oh. You did all. Oh, no way. You did that? It's, oh, your, wow. it's your fault. You got <laughs> it's all your fault. That's a little overdosing right there. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to the AFPM. Looking forward to getting back to San Antonio. Um, Plastics Compounders Conference in December, and then we're starting to plan for a whole suite of shows, uh, the coding show, the AFPM, the various Chemicals America shows in 2022 that I'm sure we'll start talking about once we uh, get past AFPM here. But a lot to look forward to, a lot of travel. Looking forward to really getting back out and seeing people in person as, as much as we can. Sounds good to me. Definitely. I think that kind of wraps things up. I think we got a lot, lot going on, lots to talk about. Uh, pretty good episode, I would say. A lot of, a lot of different things going on. Hopefully, kind of explained or updated on a lot of what we're seeing. Uh, a lot to wrap your head around and understand, but I think the overall feeling is really start securing your supply chains now well into the beginning of next year. Uh, now really is the time to place POs. You can send them right via WhatsApp to Javi. Yes. No, we're not taking any orders through <laughs> WhatsApp. You only do it through the office. Sorry, sorry, Karen. Orders are only accepted. TCC orders at thechemco.com. Bingo. TCC orders that's the at only, thechemco.com. That's the official. Kettlebottom yeah. Creative, can we get yeah, that on the screen right here, please, right, right now? Yeah. Right, all right, all right. Ben's right, got right it. There. Okay, right I there. repeat, TC orders only accepted at TCC orders at thechemco.com. Right Thank right you. There. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Now we really oh, appreciate okay. everybody listening, and uh, I think it's a um, you know, it sounds like it sounded like one of our lunches. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Back to food again. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Thank you for listening again. Thank you for all the feedback on the podcast. We really appreciate it. If there's anything else we can talk about, cover, go over, expand upon more, we're happy to do so. Just drop us a note. Um, otherwise, I guess we'll have the. Uh, trade episodes here coming up next um, sometime in the next couple weeks followed by our October recording so looking forward to all that and uh, looking forward to the next episode thank you thank you guys